Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Dad and Benny Elbaz. Hashem Melech, open things up here on today's live edition of The Israel Show. Thanks very much for joining us, making us a part of your week. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following Jamie in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern. Usually it's 4 p.m. Israel time, but for the next two weeks, this week and next week, it's 3 p.m. Israel time. Because um, governments just have this obsession with changing clocks at different times during the year. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We're happy that you're here. And uh, the truth is, we are heard around the world. So wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. (laughs) We're also available on demand. It can literally be whatever time you want it to be. Um, Via the... uh, Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free in the App Store on Google Play for the Android. And we're available online, just a regular old online. Remember that? Regular old online. <laughs> NachumSiegel.com. Boy, those were the days when we just had online. We didn't have apps. Remember that, Grandpa? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we have interesting stuff coming up. Although uh, I understand that Nachum sort of beat us to the punch on the uh, Jerusalem Marathon story, but we'll tell you what we have on that. A surprise uh, winner there. Brand new music yet again from uh, Yishai Rebo. We're going to bring you another track off of his um, new album that came out just recently. Um, Let's see what else we have. Oh, this Albert Einstein letter is fascinating. We'll share that with you. A um, little bit about um, what happened at APAC and what's going on in Israel. Elections, no elections, elections, no elections, no elections, elections. Well, it depends exactly what minute you're listening. So <laughs> that's part of what's going on there. Although I would say in a nutshell, I think the crisis has shockingly been avoided. All that and more coming up. Here is uh, Erez Levary off of uh, Summer Number 3, Yifrach Biamav Sadiq. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Levary with that uh, Chabad classic, Yifrach Biyamav. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Last week was the APAC convention. It's called um, the Policy Forum or something, but it's basically 18,000 pro Israel, <laughs> 18,000, 18,000 pro-Israel people, not necessarily Jewish people, 18,000 all kinds of people, Americans, who are pro-Israel in one way or the other and want to see the United States continue its great relationship with Israel. It's called a policy forum, APAC policy forum. And um, here's the first thing I would recommend to you. Watch W-A-T-C-H dot APAC.org right? Watch.APAC.org pretty sure that's it this is uh, and I'll tell you you, these are the speeches you you cannot miss are Nikki Haley and Vice President Pence and Prime Minister Netanyahu and they're all there. They're all all the speeches are there. You can you can see them all. If you want to be touched and moved, I mean, I all I can say is I was touched and moved. There were moments in the speech of of Vice President Pence that I was I was literally at the verge of tears. I think I mentioned this last week also. If you love Israel, you you you're soaking up that amazing moment that is the APAC policy conference. It's unbelievable. It's just a love fest between the United States and Israel. And there are years where there's more tension and years where there's less tension. And this year, there was zero tension between the government and Israel and the administration in the United States. Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister, and President Trump, they, um, they totally get each other. And uh, they agree. And 
I think this relationship and uh, that Donald Trump is not your typical Washington person has brought about somewhat of an about face in Prime Minister Netanyahu's public stance on the issue of quote-unquote Palestinians or the Palestinian Arabs. You remember there was something called a Barilan speech where Prime Minister Netanyahu at the beginning of the Obama administration made a speech at, univer- at Barilan University in which he said he accepts the concept of a two-state solution. And people for, for about nine years were saying, is he really mean it? Does he really accept the concept? Or is he the same Prime Minister Netanyahu who feels that that concept is a danger to Israel, but he needs to, um, to pay lip service to it, and he will do everything possible to make sure that it doesn't happen in a way that will endanger Israel's security. Now, I, I don't think he needs to pay lip service to it even. And there's no talk of it. It doesn't come up. Interestingly, at the APAC convention, it only came up at the speeches of the um, APAC staff, if you will, the leadership. Howard Kaur, who's the um, legendary director of APAC, mentioned the support of the two-state solution. I'm not sure what what pushes him to do so at this time. But I guess they they feel firmly about it. So, yeah, this was a very, very interesting uh, convention. Something that struck me, as I watched Israeli news basically every day, I watched the Channel 2 Israeli news main news broadcast. Uh, this it's the most popular one. It's not necessarily one that I like, but it's the most popular. The mo- more Israelis watch that than any other news bro- broadcast by by a by a long long lead. And they love. They don't like Prime Minister Netanyahu, and they love bashing him, and they love starting every newscast that they could with oh another police uh, another piece of information with the police, and oh I thought there's going to be an indictment, and oh another leak, and another this, another that. You would think that having the president the day before Prime Minister spoke at APAC, he met with the president, having the president and the prime minister on, on literally on the same page, probably on the same line on the same page, having amazing warmth from the UN ambassador, from the vice president. That would be a major story in Israel. No, it was a story, very minor, very minor. Prime Minister's speech, very minor. My question is, why isn't the APAC policy conference being shown live by Arut Shtayim, for example? Every person in Israel who would watch that will walk away on cloud nine, will walk away with such great feeling. Well, that's maybe why they don't want to show it. The love, the reciprocal love that comes out in that conference to see a huge, humongous 
18,000 people filled stadium cheering for Israel, cheering for Prime Minister Netanyahu. Isn't that newsworthy in Israel? No. Yeah, yeah, sort of. It's uh, the, the attitude in, in, in Israel of, of those who, who are happy not to be uh, um, laudatory of Prime Minister Netanyahu is, well, you know, yeah, like this. It's just like it, they just pass it along. Yes, of course he gave a great speech. We know he can give a great speech. That's what he's good at. He's good at giving a great speech. But that's it. That's how they get through it. No surprises here. He gave a great speech. No surprises here. Everybody was on their feet. The hatred is uh, quite um, palpable. And it could very well be that there was a shift. That Netanyahu feels himself now unshackled the the Obama handcuffs are off and he doesn't have to go around talking about a two-state solution and so forth he can go around talking about Israel and all the beauty that goes on there and the major issue that major concern of his which is not what's going to happen with the Palestinian Arabs but but Iran and that's what we have to focus on so if you haven't seen it watch it the Israeli, uh, Israeli press, we just have to remind ourselves every once in a while, Israeli press, the American press, they are just advo- their advocacy groups. <laughs> they don't bring you news. They bring you advocacy, opinion. And, and we have to remember that. Don't, we can't, you know, can't go nuts about it. Here's something very cool. I don't know if this is a worldwide movement or this is an Israeli thing. It's called Kululam. Kululam. Now, there's so many word plays here, it's amazing. Kulam is everybody together. Cool is cool. It's in English cool. Ulam is a huge hall in Ulam. What Kululam does is they bring together a large number of people, over a thousand for sure. And in about an hour, they teach them a song. And there are parts. There's like the, 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 this huge crowd is split up into, you know, the, the left side, the right side, the middle side, and each side is taught uh, like a harmony for a certain section and so on. They have song sheets. And then about... After the hour, excuse me, when they feel they're ready, there's a small band, (coughs) sorry, there's a small band that accompanies them, there's great acoustics, and they just all sing together. I've seen it, and... uh, I was blown away by it, and I decided we have to talk about it. And then one just came out again. It's all on Facebook. I'm going to post the link to the song I'm about to play on Facebook, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. But um, I tell you that the, all the ones were, um, all, all the the Kululams 
videos are on YouTube. You can just look up Kululam. I believe it's spelled K-O-O-L-U-L-A-M. K-O-O-L-U-L-A-M. And again, it'll be on our Facebook page as well. And that's, you'll see this one and then you can go into their, to their channel on, uh, on YouTube. The, this song is called One Day. It's uh, originally by, by, sung by Matityahu, Matisyahu. Um, it was covered famously by the Maccabees on one of their albums. And um, it's done here by Kululam in Haifa. Now, Haifa is one of the more mixed cities in Israel, Arabs and Jews. The only city uh, in Israel, it's, it's pretty well known, the only city, major city in Israel where the buses run on Shabbos because before uh, 1948, it was the way it was. There was a, a large non-Jewish population there and whatever was before remained and so forth. Um, what they did was they brought together 3,000 people of all Jewish and Arab, of all uh, Haifa residents and, and from around, and they sang the song in English, Hebrew, and Arabic. Each, you know, each one had a, a, had a go-round. And this is what it's like. It's a, it, the concept is beautiful. Not only that people get together to sing, which is always nice, inspiring, exciting. It's accomplishment because within an hour they all learn how to do their parts and do it. Um, but in this case, it's a nice show of unity of people that are from Haifa, of all kinds, that are singing together. And, and music, as I've mentioned many times, brings together religious and non-religious, Ashkenazi and Sephardi, and yes, Arab and Jew of all types. And um, I think you'll enjoy it. So I want to call it to your attention, Kululam. If anybody knows, please, uh, um, you can comment on our on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network app. You can comment while we're live or on the Facebook page. Let us know if that's a, this is a worldwide phenomenon or just an Israeli phenomenon. Kululam. One day, here it is. <laughs> After that long introduction, here it is. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
It's heartwarming, and you have to see the video. You really should because uh, you, it'll inspire you. I think. I mean, I was inspired by it. Um, and the applause at the end just goes on and on. We obviously cut it off for for time restrictions, but wow, it it just continues uh, for a long time. It's it's exciting, you know. You you feel like you've really accomplished something, and you've done it in a short amount of time, and it sounds great. Kululam is uh, the name of that one. We'll post it on our Facebook page uh, somewhat after the show as we'll post the links to all the songs, including brand new music from Yishai Rebo that we're going to play soon, coming up, and all the rest. So uh, Nachum already talked about this on his show earlier. I didn't know that he would be, so uh, I will um, try and add some interesting uh, information about Betty Deutsch. She was interviewed yesterday on Reshet Bed on the morning show, Kalman Lipskind and Asaf Lieberman's uh, morning show. And uh, they introduced her as the Haredi woman who came in first amongst Israeli women at the Jerusalem Marathon. Oh, I was curious. The minute they said that, I thought to myself, I bet you... She's originally from America, and not your typical, what they call Haredi in Israel, because they would not be running in great number. <laughs> they wouldn't be running in marathons. And in fact, it is true. She made Aliyah. She, her, she has a great Hebrew, but clearly an American accent. Made Aliyah from New York, and is a great marathon runner. I mean, this, this person is... is very well suited for this. She's the mother of, what did they say, mother of five, I believe. Um, and she's running and running. She ran Tel Aviv marathons last year, this year, Yerushalayim marathons and so forth. Um, she came in at 3.09.50 so she was the first amongst Israeli females. She was the fifth amongst all females, amongst all the women runners. She came in fifth. And 25th amongst all the runners, which is pretty amazing. And she ran with a head covering. She ran with a skirt. They just spoke about that in her interview. She said, it's not easy to do, it's harder to do. Clearly, you're running, you're hot, you're schwitzing, and you have all this clothing on. She says, it's clear why people that don't have any religious restrictions would run with as little clothing as possible, because it's so much easier to run. So with all that, she still beat all the other women, uh, which is, is amazing. It is amazing. And she and she, it was, it's, it's a pr- proud moment for... for um, for observant Jews, when they see on the on the podium with the winners a woman with her head covered, wearing a skirt, and uh, she spoke about the fact that last year she ran the te- the entire the full not a half marathon the full Tel Aviv marathon when she was pregnant in her seventh month. Quite amazing. Her her father she mentioned. Is in, uh, I believe she said it was an OBGYN, so she checked with him first and got the okay to do that. She didn't do that without the doctor's permission. So she's not a typical Israeli Haredi. You know, in America, maybe 
if you had to pigeonhole her, <laughs> she could be considered amongst uh, the yeshivish crowd where there's more openness to physical fitness, to to doing things that are outside of the of the house and so forth. She um, she ran for uh, some charity. A lot of people run these marathons for charities. She ran for uh, something. It's very um, very beautiful and moving. Something called Beth Daniela, and it's named for her cousin Daniela who took her life in December at the age of 14 after being sick, battling anorexia. And um, Betty Deutsch writes, uh, says, quote, our dream is to build a rehab center called Beit Daniela for teens who are struggling with emotional challenges. The rehab program will incorporate therapeutic dogs and provide the teens with individual learning, personal therapy, and the chance to become dog trainers. The goal of this short-term program is for them to return to their regular routine, daily life, as well as conventional schooling. So, if you want to pay tribute to what she's done and what she wants to do, and etc., the only thing I have here is a reference to her Facebook page. Betty, she spells, um, let's see, B E. A T I E B E A B E A T I E B T I Betty Deutsch D E U T S C H. I'm sure you can easily find it uh, on on uh, Facebook. Now, here's what really made me feel that this was a, a newsworthy item. In addition to the, it is a newsworthy item. But here's the here's the Makeba Patish, if you will, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for this. As they were ending her interview yesterday on Reshet Bet, she said, wait, wait, I want to say one more thing. And, and they allowed her to do that. That's very common in Israel, by the way, on the radio. They say goodbye, and then the person says, yeah, well, one more thing. It's usually a politician. But she, and, and the politician really doesn't have anything new to say, but he just wants to get into the last word. She actually did have something beautiful to say. She said, you know, all the accomplishments we were talking about for the last five minutes, the running, the marathons, the times, the, the, all, all of that is all very nice, and it's a nice accomplishment. She says, but the real accomplishment of my life is, and every woman's life is that I'm a mother. And all the mothers, just that is an accomplishment the ultimate accomplishment in your life is being a mother to children. And that was just such a beautiful thing, putting everything in perspective. I liked that very much. I thought that was a great idea. Okay, that's Betty Deutsch. Congratulations to her, and I uh, hope she's an inspiration to uh, to many, like she was to me. Not that I'm running a marathon, but I'm also not 28. <laughs> We'll go to Yair Levy with Shuvalin Shom to breathe again. I guess that's appropriate. Yair Levy, it's the title track of his album, Shuvalin Shom. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You, 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 and you are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shea 
I think that album is underrated and it's such there's so many great songs Shuvlin Chum is the name of the album that was the title track Yair Levy came out about a year ago we debuted it here on the Israel show hope you enjoyed it well we will post a link to our to this song on our Facebook page facebook.com slash the Israel show so sign up like the page and you'll uh, get all those uh, messages um, let's see the media is, uh, we spoke about, it. you know what, we won't speak about that now. We spoke about enough about the media today. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Maybe we'll get back to it later. A little item in the Israeli newspaper caught my eye and uh, got me, as usual, uh, rummaging through the internet and finding all kinds of interesting stuff. You can rummage 
through the internet for for your lifetime and you'll find a lot of inter- interesting stuff it's like your attic but it's everybody's attic altogether um so the story is that there was a 1954 letter from albert einstein to uh, a colleague of his and uh, the letter mentions israel um the colleague was considering moving to israel I said, wow, that's interesting. I don't know. Never heard that story. So, I don't know if this letter is newly released. It, it, it seems so. Um, that the letter was in, um, in the archives of the scientist who it was written to. His name was David Joseph Bohm, I think is how you pronounce it. B-O-H-M. And if you look him up in... Uh, anywhere online, you'll find a lot about him. He was a very, very famous uh, scientist, like uh, Einstein physicist, and there is a theory named after him. Uh, I don't... Uh, the Bohm theory or something like that. Um, he was a member of the Manhattan Project uh, group. That was the group of American scientists, who many of whom were Jewish, who um, developed the nuclear weapon, the, the nuclear bomb, um, which uh, President Truman later used to end World War II. So it, it seems that the, the way I understood the story, um, and I'm obviously if you have more insight, please let, let us know. You can Facebook, you can send me an email, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachlamsiegel.com. Mayor, M-E-I-R at NachumSiegel.com. So, the the Un-American Activities Committee of the uh, Congress, this was in the 50s, where many communists had, unfortunately, many Americans were, were somewhat brainwashed by communist ideology and infiltrated a lot of areas in, in State Department and other areas of American life famous case that we know about the Rosenbergs where she wasn't but he was uh, definitely a communist spy who um, gave information to the Russians this was Jews that were very misguided and many, not only Jews but many people who were very misguided who, who saw communism as some sort of utopia that would bring um, equality to the world, you know, and being a Jew and suffering as we have as a people for so long, sometimes people are easily attracted to these uh, utopian ideas. Anyway, so there was the Congressional Committee, many know it for um, the Senate side, the McCarthy era, it's called, where um, Senator Joe McCarthy went a little overboard, let's put it that way. Um, But no doubt, as people are, are are noticing now more and more, there were there was a communist infiltration in, in high places in the United States. Anyway, whether he was or wasn't, I do not know, but um, this scientist, Baum, who was, um, as I said, part of the Manhattan Project, and, and Oppenheimer, who, who headed the project, was also, by the way, his security... Um, level was was taken away from him, his security clearance and so forth, because he too 
was suspected, although I don't think he had anything to do with it, but was suspected of being uh, aligned with communists. Anyway, um, this uh, Professor Baum, David Joseph Baum, um, was invited to testify. He was called to testify, and he didn't want to. He didn't feel that he needed as a, an American to come and um, testify before the committee, and um, he refused, and as time went by, he felt that things are closing in on him, and he decided that he would leave the United States because uh, he wanted to continue his scientific work, and um, he felt here that he wouldn't uh, have the full capacity to do so. So he wrote to Albert Einstein, and he asked him uh, what to do. And now Albert Einstein's letter to him, January 22nd, 1954, responds to his different, the different ideas that um, Baum brings up as possible places that he would go. Um, he mentions Brazil, and I believe England was one of the options, and he mentions as an option to go to Israel, where it seemed he had an invitation from the Technion to come and, and lecture there and do his research. So Albert Einstein, who who looked favorably upon the state of Israel, I believe, after the Holocaust, I believe that before the Holocaust he was not exactly a um, believer in general nationalism. He didn't like the concept. He was much of a, of a pacifist and so forth. But uh, after the Holocaust, uh, he, he was friendly. He did... Um, meet with uh, David Ben-Gurion at least once. He was offered to be the president uh, of the country. He wrote a letter in which he he said that he didn't want to do that, but he, he thanked them. He felt it was an honor. Anyway, he writes, Israel, because this is a quote, this is uh, Albert Einstein, Israel is intellectually alive and interesting, but has very narrow possibilities. And to go there with the intention to leave on the first occasion would be regrettables. Your fears with respect to Ireland are, in my opinion, quite justified. Therefore, although I fully understand your feeling of frustration, I feel that patience combined with an attempt to enjoy your life there as well as possible seems to me the best you can do for the moment. So, what's interesting, there's two pieces to what Einstein says. Now, Einstein was brilliant, right? But, you know, brilliance in, in a, a scientific sense, I, I, I find often, does not mean brilliance in a practical sense, feet on the ground type of um, uh, uh, smarts, street smart sense. But he did say it's intellectually alive and interesting, meaning he understood that stuff is going on at uh, places like the Technion and the, Wein- uh, the Weizmann Institute. He understood that there was high level of research going on there, but he felt the possibility, it's a small country, don't forget, 54, a weak, small, poor country. But from my perspective, what I look at is, can you imagine today, if Albert Einstein was to give advice, he would never say something like this. With Israel being such a center of high tech, a center of research, a center of development of the world... As Prime Minister Netanyahu says, the world drives Israel. All the um, 
autonomously driven cars, ways, all these things, they're all mobilized, they're all coming out of Israel. So much of today's research in technology and science is, is going on in Israel that while in 54 it might have been correct to write very narrow possibilities, but I believe that if we would look at this situation today, we would see how far we have come in a short, short amount of time. And there is a PS to the story. He did go to Israel, and he did stay there for, I believe, two years. And he did teach at the Technion, and he did do research there. And there's a student, I, I'm, the name escapes me at this moment, but he did research project with, with um, I believe it was a student or another advisor, and they discovered, made a discovery in physics, and that discovery carries the name of Bohm and the Israeli researcher that joined him. So as much as the possibilities were actually limited in those days, um, he still managed to do some good things. So it's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, A couple of comments from our listeners. Dash Shapiro, I have watched the video, the Kululam video last week. Notice the mayor of Haifa in the crowd. I did too. Yes, I did. It's very nice. It was, uh, I took a double take for a second, but he was there. He was in the audience. They made a point of putting it in. Uh, Peanut Pat writes, I've seen the video and found it heartwarming, as did I. Thank you. Our weekly guest and friend, Moshe Eisenberg, comments, um, I heard Albert Einstein put on tefillin for at least a year after his bar mitzvah. Um, in the um, biography that was written not that not too long ago, I think Isaacson, Walter Isaacson, I think, wrote it, um, he writes that there was a period of time, either right before or right after his bar mitzvah, I think it was right before his bar mitzvah, where he was actually kept an orthodox lifestyle. He was Shomer Shabbos, he davened, and so forth. And then once he started studying physics and so forth, he got swept up in it and he left uh, religion. So um, maybe that's where that information comes from. Um, or maybe there's other information that I don't know, but I did see that. And so thank you all for commenting on the um, on the app. You can comment on the Nachum Siegel Network app during the time that the show is live. The rest of the time, those comments... Uh, We'll go to whichever show is uh, going on at that time. Uh, new album by Yishai Rebo. We debuted last week. Here's another song that we're, we're going to debut for you. This one's called Haboker Ya'aleh, uh, off of the album Shetach Afar. The refrain is Haboker Ya'aleh Hashemesh Tizrach. The morning will begin. The sun will rise. Hatsipurim Kamoba Sipurim Yizamrushvach. The birds will tweet. <laughs> God's praises. That's funny because today we tweet. We could tweet God's praises. The beauty will will be recognized no matter what. There will be no choice. You will rejo- we will rejoice and we will smile. Yishai Rebo Haboker off of his latest album Shetach My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Basof a kol istader, basof a kol istader. Al tzadat tov, tov yoter. 
Shaiwebo, he just he just hits them out of the park. Time after time after time, he just hits them out of the park. I'm just trying to find the the words at the last stanza. Basof hakol yishtalem, everything will become whole. Gam hakeev yalem, even pain, hurt will disappear. Tiwei hakol yavol mikomo b'shalom. Everything will settle in its place in peace. Uven Yishai Yagia, reference to Mashiach, obviously. Idan Chadash Yofia, a new era will present itself. Mashiach times. Okay, we're going to end off with. Uh, let's see what we should end off with. How about Eretz Tova? We have not played that in a while. Eti Lavi with Eretz Tova, a beautiful song about uh, the land of Israel. Uh, we will do that right after we say the following. Thank you. 
so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Take a look, facebook.com slash The Israel Show and give it a like. If you can, if you haven't yet, if you can like the posts that we put up, that would also be great. It helps the more people like the posts in addition to liking the page. It helps us with the craziness of Facebook. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review covering the latest in the world of sports and then great Monday music marathon put together by the one and only Mark Zamek. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. זו הארץ נולדתי בה, עם הטוב, עם הרע שבה, עם תורה, שלום ואש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. ארץ קודש, זבת חלב, והדבש, במענות של קרב, שהשקט בה גועש, זה מה שיש. Thank you.